Good morning, everyone. I'm here to give the announcements, announcements this morning. And these are exciting times. We get the opportunity to take a minute, get away from our busy lives and spend time, spend time with like-minded believers and give praise unto God. So the first announcement I have is the Hepzibah Online Evangelist, Evangelistic Ministries Home. They're having their annual life-changing retreat July 4th to the 6th and the theme of which is abiding presence adorned with Christ. So they're encouraging you to come out and, ex and experience God's presence in a new depth, be robed in his righteousness, thus exalting him. Be sensitive to his mission for us, that of being his ambassadors. And you can expect to enjoy a powerful worship and camaraderie. There will be several dynamic speakers that will usher us into deliverance and into new insights in the Word of God. You can register for this retreat online at homeathome.org. That's www.hopeathome.org. And that brings me to our next announcement. New Life Horizon will be having a retreat in October, that's the 14th, 11th to the 14th, that will be at the Rio Palace, Las Americas in Cancun, Mexico. More details to follow. Come on, prepare to join us. Thank you. Morning, everybody. It's still morning. We're in Texas. Good morning, good morning. Our blessed Father's Day to our Heavenly Father. So let us begin. Lord, we thank you for being that father to us. Lord, you told us that even when our mothers or fathers forsake us, you will never do that. And Lord, we're, we're trusting you because you're faithful. Lord, for those, who have us, those of us who have lost fathers, Lord, we pray for comfort for them. We pray for a mindset to know that they can also come to you. A father whose arms are so long and so wide and so strong to protect us, to care for us, to nurture us, to bring us back to him. Lord, you are the first one that introduced yourself to us. And Lord, we thank you that you did such a thing for us are people who never knew you. So, in essence, you adopted us into your kingdom and you made us your own. And then you call us to, to be seated in heavenly places with your son, Jesus Christ. So, our encouragement for those who have not yet known you, Father, we pray that you will speak to their hearts by your Holy Spirit and they will also come into that saving knowledge. And for those of us who um, know you as our Lord and Savior, Lord, we pray that our hearts will always be encouraged when we face times that are challenging, times that are testing, and even the questions that we ask in our hearts about certain things that we yet not understand. Because, Lord, you say when your fullness is here, we will, we, we will know and we will be fully known. You already know, but we haven't yet seen that unknown 
the things that has happened to us and the experiences that we had to go through to bring us to where we are. So Lord, in the, indeed we thank you for being such a good father to us. Lord, I remember a guy said when he didn't have a father, he called up to you and you were there to show him how to fix the car, how to fix the bicycle. And it was a real testimony of you being a father because he didn't have a father. But when he got the opportunity to have kids, he said he's going to be there. And that's, that is how we experience love in time. You being there. And Lord, you are faithful that you have always been there. So Lord, we thank you as we continue into the worship, as we continue into the message. Lord, we pray that your spirit will be upon our hearts. That you will help the speaker, that you will speak through him. That you give him a word, you give him a thought, you give him an inspiration to bless the people and to know that you are here. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Good morning again and for those who, are, who have the capacity to join us online, we are so grateful for you to join with us in this way as we experience the technology with his grace. And, and we're leveraging it to a, to a point, and we were so thankful. And we pray that as the Lord give us the increase and the vision that we'll be able to take this message to the world, to persons who have not yet known you, to our neighbors, our friends. And Lord, we will also be a blessing to those who are on the street, who are homeless. That Lord, we'll be a place of refuge for people to come to share with them the goodness. All right, so as we get into it, um, our scripture reading is from Revelations, and we are doing the, the seven churches. We are at book number six, which is the Church of Philadelphia. And we're going to read from Revelations 3, verse 7 to 13. And the next church coming up, which is the last church, is um, Laodicea, and that will be next week. So for those who are joining us, you can get your pen, your notes, and your Bible, and uh, we're going to begin right now. So in reverence of the Lord and his goodness, we want to stand with the reading of his word. And it's Revelation 3, verse 7 to 13 and I'm reading from the NIV I think it's the English version and it goes like this to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write these are the words of him who is holy and true who holds the key of David what he opens no one can shut and what he shuts no one can open I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those of you who are the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but liars. I'll make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my commands to endure patiently, 
I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I'll write, I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I'll also write on them my new name. Verse 13 and last. Whosoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You may be seated. So as we, we consider and we think about the, the goodness of God and his writing to the churches, and um, I remember a thought as we're going into the aspect of Father's Day, how can I merge the two together with the message of the church and being it that is Father's Day. And I, I was reminded of my favorite um, prophet and scripture, um, Anybody have an idea who, or oh, the book of Samuel, yes. And um, as I was talking to my brothers, um, oh, big up my brothers, the, the men of God, the kingdom men, all the kingdom men out there, big up yourself, continue to do what the Lord called you to do. And you know yourself, so it's too many to name. So when I thought, when I thought about the, the idea of legacy, and what it is that a father can leave for his kids that will endure for a generation. It also brought me to a, a scripture in, in the book of Psalms. And um, let me make sure I can find the notes. Yes, it is Psalms 103, 14 and 16 to 18. Um, you don't have to find it, I'll read it for you. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The wind blows it um, and it is gone. And it, the place remem it is remembered no more. For from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness with their children's children with those who have kept his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. So we say, we, we, we notice that in the, the church in Philadelphia, and I know there's a city in the United States called Philadelphia, it's called the, the city of brotherly love. We, they were commended for being faithful, for enduring hardships, and the Lord said he's going to open a door that no one can shut. Um, have you ever experienced a door being shut? A door or an opportunity? Because we see the door meaning an era of opportunity that will be a blessing. Um, some persons who get the opportunity to travel they will see the United States as a door 
of blessing. But when they actually get here, they realize, wow, this is not what it, you know, what it, what they thought it would be, and they are um, living at the borders, and they're, you know, and I, I think there's a disappointment when they get here. Uh, we we don't we don't know what caused them to think, but I guess in their need of having luck, they're saying that it must be better than this. But for those of us who have left the um, the beautiful islands and the, our our paradise, um, I I was attacked, not attacked, but persons who have visited my, my lovely country is asking me, why am I here? Why would somebody leave a place that looks that way and the people? And, and I said to her, um, well, it wasn't my choice. <laughs> I'm just coming. And she said, okay, she, she understands because you know, people move from place to place. So um, others were encouraging me that, hey, this is an opportunity that, you know, um, I could make the best of. And I said, okay, because I know that when, wherever you are, God is, and all is well. And we have confidence to know that wherever we are living, God is, and all is well. Because he said that he chose even the very place for us to live. So, so when we go back now and we think about Eli and we think about Samuel, it, it is mentioned that Eli had sons that will be, are in the priesthood. Eli is the priest at that time. He had sons and the normal progression was if your father is a carpenter, it will be um, it will be, give me a word, it will be natural that you become a carpenter. And as I think about carpenter, I want to big up my sister who, she's doing wonderful work and we have the testimony of her, her handiwork and it's a blessing. But it is funny that her, te her testimony is different because her physical father isn't a carpenter. And, but our Heavenly Father, we know Jesus being the carpenter. And the Lord has blessed her with the creativity. So we, we can even see two things working at the same time. Where we might not take the traits of our earthly father, but we might take the traits of our Heavenly Father. So here it is, Eli, his sons, two sons. They were serving in the ministry, priests. That, that was a sacred position they were, they were at. Um, they were serving, very sacred, because the Lord chose persons to fulfill, fulfill that specific role. And we are thankful for the opportunity when the Lord chose somebody, when the Lord tapped you on your shoulder and said, your turn. Um, our answer should be, yes, Lord. As he, as he, as Samuel said to him, I hear you calling me, and he wasn't sure. Eli said to him, if you hear the voice again, you should answer, here am I, your faithful servant. 
And for those of us who are online or those of us in the auditorium right now who they're hearing the voice but they're not sure, um, we, we want to encourage you to answer because how can you know if this thing is of God or, or if it's of some, something else? It is normally, it comes with a peace and it also comes with that overwhelming feeling of, wow, I cannot do this. But the Lord said he's going to be with us. He's going to be there. And that is the same thing that he's telling the church in um, Philadelphia. That yes, you have served me faithfully and I want to let you know that I am with you. I'm going to open a door and when I open it, no one can close it. So that is telling me that the Lord is so powerful that the door that is open, he's waiting for us to enter it. He's waiting for us to enter into the calling in which he has called us to. Because remember now, they are faithfully serving him. They are holding on. But he's saying that there's one more thing I want you to do. I want you to enter into the door when I open it. Because the Lord will always remind us of his gifts and talents. Amen? He will always remind us of the thing that he told us that we're supposed to do. And if we're not doing it, it is going to be kind of uncomfortable. And you know, we can think about Noah. Oh no, sorry, not Noah. Jonah, who he was given the opportunity. Because you see, we have to remember now. Anytime the Lord asks us to do something or even command us to do something, it's an opportunity to partner with him. He's given us an opportunity. So when he, when he, tells, when he tells me, Kirk, speak to that guy, tell that guy about me, and if I don't do it, I will miss the opportunity of blessing somebody. And um, as I can share, this, this thing happened at work the other day where... This, this young man that, you know, when you meet somebody, you have a good rapport, a good sense of presence. And um, I spoke to the guy and, you know, he had some physical challenges. And I, you know, got the opportunity again to share with him that, you know, we can pray and the Lord will heal you. But then I got the news on Monday that he died on Friday. My heart melt because... Uh, he went in the hospital with a, with a bruise on his leg and it turned out to be something else that was going on in the inside of his body and he wasn't sure and, and by the time they could do the thing um, he passed away and my heart was so was so saddened to hear that he passed away and I'm saying oh God Lord I hope I didn't miss the opportunity to share or I hope I shared properly you know and so, so it is. Whenever we always hear the statement that the Lord is coming again and He's coming soon. And, I, and I, I, as I was sharing with somebody, they gave me a revelation of what it means. Whenever we say the Lord is coming and I'm coming soon, sometimes it means we going to Him. That person losing their life at that moment, they're boom, they're right there in the presence of the Lord. So we are thinking, oh, we hear people say the Lord is coming, the Lord is coming, and oh, he's not, we're not going to see him. No, the Lord is here. He is here right now. And when he said he's coming, it is a sure thing. So 
we are going back now to Eli and his sons and it is said it is said that there are two kinds of um, fathers that we have the fathers that will see the children doing wrong and the father that don't spend time so we notice that the Lord we, we see the Lord being a good father because he said he only disciplined those he loves and whenever we are walking off track he will always bring us back because he loves us but now Samuel being a man of God a very he says he his relationship with God was so close it is said that everything that Samuel said came to pass there was no word that he spoke that fell on the ground it came to pass that means the Lord empowered him to speak and when he spoke it came to pass just like that there, there wasn't any doubt but here we see Samuel getting old and you know as we, we talk about whatever you you are doing at the time as a profession that's what your sons will be doing to carry on your name we, we, we see that evident where Joseph is a carpenter Jesus being under his household become a carpenter and, and that's how we see the the companies continuing where the son carry on the baton or the, that king had another son but then we, we we noticed that when it was time when they saw that he was getting older and you know the time of transition where it's going to transition to the sons the people cried out and said no we cannot take your sons and some like somebody i can hear somebody say why you know why and they said because your sons do not follow your ways they don't follow the way of how you were reverence to god. you had reverence to god so in reading i had a lot of questions in my mind and, and i i said why didn't samuel's sons follow after him being a priest and being a prophet and he had the duality of being both a priest and a prophet and he was the last one before the kings came into being but i realized something that samuel was always traveling back and forth and he did not bring he did not bring the um he did not bring his sons with him he was traveling back and forth so that means he probably didn't get time to impart the wisdom that he got to the kids he probably didn't get time to to discipline them to love them to care for them and we, we saw that evident in in a movie that we were watching last night i forgot the name but it, it, it showed it that the son left the household um brilliant guy left to go to college and one of the professors were was a strong atheist was leading him to things that he was trying to discover it was not godly thing but he he, he thought that this guy's brilliant he wanted to challenge his mind but all the time his parents were praying for him yeah the parents were praying for him and um the parents had a family um, they had a family gathering which where they, they were celebrating 50 years of marriage and he came through the door as a 
he came back and he was in tears asking his parents to forgive him for leaving the house and did not carry on the ways of knowing about God. And it was so awesome that the parents, they had a, a, um, a plaque with all the pictures of the kids and the grandkids and they will write, these are the answered prayers. And it's a wow, that's a nice thing. I think that is something that we can adopt, that we can have it written down in our house. Because as you remember, it is said that we're supposed to write the word on the tablets of our heart. We're supposed to write it on our wrist, on our foreheads, and we're supposed to explain to the kids what this means. This is the testimony. And, and, and as you remember, when we were doing the book of Joshua, when they had the stones and they had the monument and they brought it before, it says, this is not for you. This is for your kids. So when they ask, what are those? Then you can, you can tell them, this is what the, the, the Lord did at that time. So we said, we, we, I saw the, the boat, the, the, the significance of those two men of God. One was, you know, was chosen by God. And for some reason he got lazy in his activity and not discipline his sons and the sons. The Lord said he's going to remove, he's going to remove them and remove him from that position. And it didn't happen overnight. It was a progression. The, the Lord even um, sent people to correct him and to, to say, hey, stop doing this. So it is as, as we go back now to Philadelphia, the, the, the church, church number six. And, and the Lord, as we notice, he, he has been commending and correcting the things that he see. And he's saying now that, verse 8, as he said in the other um, books, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I mean, if we, as we think about doors and as we, we, we realize that the doors represent opportunity. But he said also that I know you have little strength. So we say, oh, wow, that is, that is comforting. Because, you know, as we sing in the song, he said he knows our name. He knows our being. He knows when we lie down and when we get up. So he's saying that I know you have strength. And you see, they have little strength. There is some strength, but not a lot. He said little strength. But you have kept my word and you have not denied my name. Which is, which is still awesome because in, in, in facing when we are tempted... The first thing um, we will do is deny God. We will, we're going to deny God's goodness. We're going to deny his presence. We're going to deny his provision. Case in point, Peter, when challenged by the people, hey, you were with him. The first thing he said, no, I don't know him. But he, the, Jesus told, told him, you're going to deny me three times. And as he did it on the cock crow, then we realized that the, the word was, was confirmed. 
What Peter should have done, he said, Lord, help me that when the time comes that I don't deny you. Because see, Peter was going off his own strength. He said that I will never, I will never leave you, I will never deny you. Um, we have to be careful when people speak that, that way. They're speaking um, out of a place of pride. To say, Lord, I will never forsake you. No, what we must say is, Lord, help us. That when that time comes, that you will strengthen me, that I will never forsake you, that I cannot do this by myself. We cannot walk this walk by our own physical, or because some persons have tried it. They have tried walking with you without your power. But you said, um, they have little strength, but they have kept my word. And the Lord wants to, to strengthen us. And sometimes the strength that he's going to give us is going to come by us going through our situation. By us overcoming. Because the Lord said he loves the overcomer. How can we overcome if we don't have a, a situation or a struggle? Sometimes even the, the situation that we go through is not even for our own self. It's to share God's goodness. And yes, sometimes we say, no, we don't want to go through that, Lord. Lord, don't make me go through that. Please, Lord, please. But guess what happened? We both have to face our own challenges. We, we have to face the situation to know that he is patient. And then he said um, in verse 10, Since you have kept my commands to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come unto the world to test the inhabitants of the earth. So, so we see that faithfulness and patience will keep us from going in trials. We'll, will keep us if we're patient. As long as we are patient to him. He, he said he's going to keep us. And that he's coming soon. And then he said. He wants us to hold on. To what we have. Verse 11 says. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have. So that no one take your crown. And we, we, we see. The sense of royalty. A crown represents the royal diadem, the royal presence. The, he, he doesn't want nobody to take away our presence. He, do, he doesn't want anybody to, to come and because of what we have experienced, change our presence. You see, because this might not be even a physical crown. It's a crown that... To say that Jesus is Lord over my heart. Jesus is Lord over my mind. Jesus is Lord in everything that I do. And he also wants us to be victorious. He said, the one who is victorious, I will make them a temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. So, you know, as we, there, I think there's a song called The Victor's Crown. And um, normally, when, to get a crown or a medal is usually when you finish the, the lap, when you, when you finish the race and, and you win and you say, um, yes, thank you, Lord. 
so we know when somebody is training, they train in the idea of winning the race or getting the medal. And um, somebody was commending um, Kobe Bryant, which is not my favorite player, but you know, they, they were talking about his training technique. They mentioned that he would spend four hours a day shooting apart from his regular training hours. That was his regime, four hours a day to shoot. And they said before he was to go home, he had to shoot 200 shots consecutively. So that means if he's at shot number 198 and the ball misses, touches the rims and, and fall out, he's going to start over again and shoot 200 shots consecutively, then he will go home. That was his personal training. Uh, remember, no, he's, um, I look a note, he's not my favorite player. But <laughs> I was kind of impressed. <laughs> like, I didn't know that he put in that work. And, you know, as I on another note, he wasn't kind of humble. And <laughs> as I was, as we, me and Sister Karen, me, me and Sister Karen got this revelation that. And we, we remember the song, it is hard to be humble. She, she said, I'm perfect in every way. Thank you, Sister Anne. So we realize it is very hard to be humble if you train, you put in the time, you're, you're diligent, you, you win, you are successful. It, this is where the Lord said we have to be humble because... We're going to think that it's our endeavor, it's our great, you know, we're going to think that we cause ourselves to be there. But we have to remember that he wants us to be victorious and he wants us to rely upon his strength because he's the one who's going to do the other end of the work. He just wants us to be faithful. And we know the church in Philadelphia said they were very faithful. They had little strength, but they kept the word and they did not deny his name. So there's, there are going to be situations when we're faced um, at the workplace or we're faced with challenges that will cause us to deny our, our, his name. But the encouragement is that we are, we are supposed to be steadfast. So example of you if they are doing um, an instruction or something that goes against the word of God. And if the Lord convicts you to not join in that activity, I can commend you to stand against that, even if they say they're going to fire from the job. Because guess what? We are going to be tested in, in this world. In this world, we're going to have many tests, but some, what is so significant is when it comes against our income or, or our livelihood. So I remember this other um, sports um, personality, um, what's his name again? Kaepernick. That guy was, he did something that even the 
it caused everybody to say, wow, they, they are not that committed. Because they, are, they realized when he, did, when he did the stance of kneeling um, when the national anthem is being played, it caused him his... He lost his job, basically. They, they fired him from the team and nobody will hire him again. And he didn't have any income. And though other guys knelt, they knelt with the fear of losing their income. Because a guy really confessed and said, wow, he's really committed to the cause of losing your income, losing, a lot, losing the career or something that you really like. But that guy was sold out. Like nothing that they did could change his mind when he knew the outcome. He was kneeling against injustice, against persons who were oppressed by the government. Um, case in point, African Americans who were being killed by police. Are, and, and continue, I will pray that all of that um, gets resolved in our heart, but we, we know that the injustices con continue. And that guy, gave a good example of how to commit how to commit to a cause even when it, it's going to cost you everything and the Lord said he's going to make those who claim to know who came, claim to be Jews but belong to the sinning God of, of Satan to fall at, at the feet and to acknowledge that they are loved by the Lord. So we, we understand that the love of God is so powerful because I, as I was reading in, um, everybody know the first Corinthians um, scripture. Let me look for it quickly. The first Corinthians 13, 13 verse 4 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So when we think about God's love, that is the idea of Him being our Father, that He's going to protect us. He's going to trust us, and He's, he's going to persevere with us no matter what because his love never fails verse 11 says when I was a child I talked like a child I thought like a child I reasoned like a child when I become a man I put away the ways of childhood and behavior behind me because you see for we see only a reflection as in, as in a mirror but when we will see face to face, 
then we can say, now I know. And then I shall be fully known, even when I was fully known by him. And these are the three that will remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of all is love. So we realize that God is love, and we can even do wordplay to change the word love for, for God. And he said, because we have kept his command and endure patiently, he's going to continue to keep us. Because guess what? He's coming. He is coming and he is here. The Lord is here. We, we have to live in the, the mindset of knowing that the Lord is here. When we are going about our daily activity, we have to say that the Lord is here. Because his words are holy and they are true. And he holds the key of David. And we, we, we know what David represents. We, we know the Jerusalem. We know the, the idea of this new Jerusalem. We, we, we know that we can endure. We, this is an encouragement to us for those who are enduring to continue to endure patiently. Though it might be hard, though it's going to be challenging because he said, um, it's never easy. Anybody who walk and say this thing is easy, they are not, not telling the truth because it's, it's, it's going to be challenging. If it's easy, then that means it's of yourself and it's not of God because whenever the Lord call us, calls us to do um, something of him, it's going to rely on a lot of faith. It's going to be, say, Lord, you sure? You sure you want to look how much other persons who I think would be more talented, other persons who I know could speak words and they could be the oracle of you, they could speak. And the Lord said, no, 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 no. Um, don't look at them. I, I've chosen you. So now it's, it's for us to reflect on the things that the Lord tells us to do or reminds us to do um, if he sometimes the Lord will even tell us through somebody else that the Lord will tell us to, to open a cafe and um, he will bring somebody who don't know the person who I've never met you before he, um, he will bring somebody from New York to come and never met you before and call you out of the crowd and to say to you, sister, um, the Lord is calling you to do this thing. But then, because it's, the word is so overwhelming, because, 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 because it's so overwhelming, the, the sister was like, how can this be? And we, we realize when the Lord came, when the Lord came, he sent a messenger to Mary. And he was given, given a message. So the Lord will send somebody to, to, to remind us. Or even send, send us to, to give us a thought that we never thought about. When, when, he, when, he, when the Lord will say, um, Sister, you know, the Lord tell you that you can open your business. You know, you can, you can do this thing. And you're like, but the, 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 the question that we're supposed to ask after we get the word is, how can this be? And that is where the, the Lord wants us to to discover in him the door that he has already opened. 
So can we thank the Lord for opening his doors? Can we say amen, amen. to the doors that, that is opening when people want to go to, to, to medical school and they, they can't see the fund or they don't know where they're going to stay and they don't, they don't know nobody in the country. And the Lord said, go. When, when the Lord said, go, and, and the, sister, the, the sister go, you know, the sister went and the sister get all A's. And the sister studying and praying and thanking the Lord. And the sister now is in a place of gratitude with an experience of going. Because sometimes in going, we don't see the end result. But, but it, is, it is in going that we realize that the Lord is with us every step of the way i mean going into a new country and trying to understand the the how people live and the culture it, it can be very challenging especially if you don't have any family members there but guess what the lord said he's going to be there and he proved himself this is a testimony of getting straight A's, and the victory is there and there there's more more is going to come but he's going to still be there he's going to provide ways and it's for us to just be obedient because when he said that he, he opens a door um as we can even imagine how a door look and i can see god door being very wide because god is big he's not a small door you have to bend down and and crawl upon your belly and i said jesus no he said the door open. It's not like the door was ajar, like somebody caught your foot or hurry up the mall up door, boom, and you know, no, no. The Lord said, He is holding the door. So guess what? When I was thinking of the Lord holding the door or opening the door, I'm thinking that the Lord is right at the door. He's right there standing before the door. So when he said he opens the door. I'm saying, okay, he opened the door. So, first time I was thinking that door opened and he's somewhere else. But no, he says that no one that come can close it. <laughs> nobody, yes, nobody can, can close it because he is the door. He's the one that you have to go through him. And I said, okay. So we thank the Lord for open doors. Amen. And our, our prayer is for the Lord to help us to discover that door. That, that is our, our, our word. That's where we're going to put the work in. For us to discover the, word, the door. And when we get the, when we get the word or, or, or the prophecy where it's prophetic. Because guess what? Sometimes there are times when we get a prophetic word. And it, it was buried in the, what the word, the crevices of our heart. And the word bring it up to front. You know, when, when, because you see what happened, you know. When, whenever the Lord give us a, a, a word or a thought, um, as I was sharing with a sister earlier, and um, I was sitting at the local workplace, and, you know, sometimes the Lord has give us a little you know, I look a glimpse. Yeah, I look inside. I'm going to say, oh, Mr. Lord, I bless you. So, Mr. Lord, I'm going to share this with the sister. And the sister, the sister told me to get out of our mind 
How did I know that? And I said, no, sister, I was praying for you and it just come up and I said, I want to share it. And it just confirmed to me that the Lord loves us so much that he will not only tell us ourselves, but he will tell somebody to encourage you to know that, yes, you're hearing along that lines. But our prayer now is for us to, is to walk, walk through that door. It's for us to walk through that door because when, when, when he opens the door that no one can shut. Because you see, that door is going to be a big door and only his big arms can hold it and, and keep it open that nobody can shut it. So, so in essence, we, we thank the Lord for all the opportunities that he will give us. And we, we thank the Lord for even those who the Lord has blessed and we, we know that even when the opportunity comes it still requires work it still requires diligence it still requires us being able to put the input put the work in to, to, to get up to, to study to research to pray and to, to get up again and to pray again and to, to get up the next day because we're going to need him every day this is not only a one time this is a continue because he said they were um, they endure patiently so for those of us who um, needs to be encouraged we, we, we pray that the Lord will give we will give you strength we pray that the Lord will give you might to continue to walk for those who already know what the door is or those who already know what the opportunity is we pray for endurance. We pray for strength, that he will give you more strength. For those, for those of us who don't know the door, or they, are, they don't know that there was a door, or they probably only could see a window, or they even don't know that there was a house. Because they say, in my house? Okay. So, so we are saying that those who have not yet even come into the relationship, you, you cannot enter on on a back or sideway entrance. You have to come through him. So, so our encouragement for those who have not yet received the Lord. Um, there's, there's no day that, is, um, that nobody can say for sure that we're going to be here tomorrow. Um, we, we can be encouraged to know that today is a day of salvation. Um, we can make many excuses of why we don't want to go to church or why we can say people are hypocrites um, or why this sermon, that guy don't preach good or this, the worship not, you know, we can say the worship don't sound good. We, we can have a lot of excuses. But guess what? Don't wait until it's too late. The time is now. We can figure out the, the, the stuff later, but it says we, we want to make sure our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Even when the disciples went out to minister and they came back of how the, the devils and all the demons responded to the name of Jesus, Jesus reprimanded them and said, no, 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 no. Don't rejoice over that. Don't rejoice about the acts and the power. But re rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
So for those who have not yet known the Lord, this is a prayer that you can pray. Um, I got the opportunity, somebody led me to the Lord and it was the, the most glorious time of my life where I, at that night, I could remember sleeping like never before. And it was simple. He said to me, confess your sins. Confess that you are a sinner. That I have fallen short of grace. I have sinned before the Lord. And repentance is a, a three, a 180 turn in the opposite direction of coming into the kingdom. And it's very, very easy. You said, um, Lord, please forgive me. I know I am a sinner. Come into my heart and save me and make me new. I believe that you died for my sins. Your blood was shed for my cause. He said, For God so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I pray the prayer, and thanks be to God, the Lord's faithfulness is what kept us so far. So as, as in closing, we want to commend the churches and we want to make sure that we understand what was said. Because he said, whosoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I am coming soon. Hold on so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make them a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. So Lord, we, we are so thankful again for your word. Lord, we are so thankful that the doors, the opportunity that only you alone can open. Lord, give us the strength to go through the door, even though there are challenges, even though though we feel like giving up even though we we are not seeing the end result of what you told us but lord you want us to be faithful because you call this church a faithful church so lord we we put our hearts our desire to you and we say lord reveal this thing to us lord if you have already spoken to us about what the door or opportunity is lord we pray that you will continue to encourage us but Lord, if we have not yet seek you or sought you out for what the opportunity is, Lord, we pray that you will reveal it to us. Just like you came to Samuel and you called him, that Lord, we will say yes, your servant here. Lord, even though we don't see where the money is coming from, we don't see where this is coming from, but Lord, we want to be faithful to do what you tell us to do. Because Lord, it is so overwhelming when you share with us your the experience of life and the things that you call us to do. It is very overwhelming. So we're thankful for your, your grace that you will show us step by step. But it's until we make the first step that you'll give us the strength to take the second step. So Lord, we thank you again. We thank you for your word. We pray that it is a blessing to the hearers. We thank you for those who were able to partake with us and join us in, in this ministry and in the word and in action. Lord, we pray that also we'll be, we'll be good stewards of what you have given us, 
of what you have blessed us in Jesus' name. Now the benedictionary prayer is coming from Psalms 20, 1 to 5. And it goes like this. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of God of Jacob protect you. May he send help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept all your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart. Hear this one. May he give you the desire of your heart. Make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up your barriers in the name of our God. May the Lord grant you all your requests in Jesus' name. So have a wonderful week, people. Be blessed. Be encouraged. Know that God is with you and all is well. Thank you and God bless you.